Let's talk to the manager of the Victoria Shockers as they won their second title in three years, and that is Nolan Potts, who's back at work today. Boy, you get a championship and you start school today. Is that right? Hey, that's the, uh, you know, I guess that was our reward, you know. (laughs) And, and, you know, you're going to end the summer. You might as well do it before work starts. So uh, I guess it timed up pretty well. It did time up well. But, uh, again, I'm sure it's it's not a bad day when you can celebrate a championship. But, Coach, talk about – I know we spoke for a couple minutes after last night, but um, what a season for you guys. What a series for you guys. What a win for you guys. That was so much fun for you, I know. Absolutely. Um, You know, coming into the summer, we, on paper, thought we were going to have a pretty good team. Obviously, you know, you've got to put it all together and – you don't play the game on paper, but um, the guys played well throughout the entire summer. I think there was only a couple hiccups along the way where we really didn't play well. Um, and we knew heading into the postseason that we had to play our best baseball against some really good teams and, you know, went on the road and won some big games and, you know, both series and semis in the finals. And uh, to be able to culminate it last night with a win uh, the way we did it um, at Spotswood, where we played well all year. Um, and really kind of a stress free game, honestly. You know, beginning of the game was close, but we kept adding on and, you know, had a pretty good feeling about halfway through the game that, you know, it was going to be our night. And so to be able to cap off the summer with a win like that was uh, very, very satisfying for sure. I want to talk about the game, then we'll talk kind of about the season, just about this team. But last night, I, I, obviously, what a performance by Matt House to throw a complete game. And, and you you said before the series began you need to have some guys step up. It couldn't be just, just Matt and Kirk, but ironically, in the last two wins for you, you get complete games from those two guys. Uh, but you had a ton of guys step up, but Matt was so good last night. What did he have working? Um, him and CJ, CJ Morton was calling pitches, and they, they had a game plan. Um, you know, you see a team enough throughout the year, and I think that was the the 10th game we've seen Bridgewater now. I think it was the 10th. He counts yeah, the finals in the yep. four regular season games. So you, you kind of know what the guys' tendencies are at the plate, and you know what works, and you know what doesn't. Um, and you know that you know, the top of their order with Derek, who had an unbelievable series at the plate, and then Huffman and Corbin and Noah, um, you, you kind of figure out how to pitch them and try to limit the damage they can do. So Matt did a great job of executing what DJ was calling. Um, and, you know, he, he, him and Kirk, like we said, have been our guys all year. And You know, Matt just goes out there and he competes. Um, he doesn't have overpowering stuff, but he has three pitches he can throw for strikes. And, I mean, it was on full display last night, um, inducing weak contact, mm-hmm. um, you know, limiting, just shutting that offense down. Um, and obviously our offense did enough where, you know, we, we got the big lead. And he was just kind of coasting, you know, through the last couple innings. So I know it was stress-free for him. But, no, like you said, you know, in that series, we knew that Kirk and Matt were going to kind of have their limiting, limiting, ugh, <laughs> their innings limited a little bit just because of how much they've thrown. But we got two great starts out of Cam Cummins. We got a great start out of Mason Lynn. We got two real good relief appearances out of Jaden Click. We got a great relief appearance in game two out of Caden Spade. Right. So. We talked about guys needing to step up that hadn't had a ton of innings, and those guys, you know, definitely did the job. And then when Kirk got the ball and when Matt got the ball, they obviously they, they did what they've done all year. So uh wouldn't be champions without them, but like you said, it took other guys stepping up in order for us to get to this point. Going to talk to Nolan Poss, the manager of the Shockers. They won the RCBL championship last night. They're second in three seasons. And with your with, with your guys, we've talked about this, that they're not huge strikeout guys, so you need good defense behind them. And for the most part, your defense in the series was great. Yeah, the, you, you booted around a little bit. There were a few errors in Game 5 you'd probably like to have back. But last night, you guys were tremendous. Or It's a double play in the first inning. They had the bases loaded that could have changed the game at that point. It was 4 nothing. They had the bases loaded, one out. You get a double play, get out of it, and then you add on. Your defense, for the most part, all year long, that was a strength for you guys all year. 
Absolutely. And it had to be. Um, like you said, Kirk and Matt and the other guys, we really don't have a lot of high-volume strikeout guys. So that's the goal for them is to let them put the ball in play and use that weak contact. And if our defense doesn't play well behind them, it makes it very difficult on us as a team to win any games. Um, you don't want to try to outslug teams. Um, and we didn't necessarily have to. Um, a lot of confidence in our infield. Uh, Luke obviously bounced around from short and second all year. Frankie wasn't there. He was at second base, but he was he was phenomenal all season. Nick Arnold, probably the goal. I mean, we don't have gold gloves in the RCBL, but the way he played third base all year, he you know he would have been uh, deserving of that. Uh, Pierce being able to play first and second and left. Uh, Bodie doing a great job in center field. Caden Spade and Harrison playing the corners last night did an unbelievable job. So. Um, we've talked about it, but you know, it makes life easier on our pitchers when we know that defense is going to back them up. So um, that was a, kind of our calling card all year, and you know, I think it was, we played 41 games, and you know, we we didn't make too many errors throughout the year. Yeah. So uh, definitely a strength of our team all summer long. Well, obviously, talk about Luke Keister, um, the MVP, and, and rightfully so. 14 for 29. He had eight RBIs, nine runs scored. He didn't strike out the entire postseason. Um, last night was the only time he didn't get a, a, a multi-hit game, and he had multi-walks, which he didn't do that very often either. But can you can you just talk to his work ethic and, and what, what has made him be the player he's been the last couple of years? And just to culminate what he did in the semis in the championship series against Cloverhill and Bridgewater, I mean, he had over 500 in both those series. And they weren't cheap hits either. No, I mean, he they barrels weren't. baseballs up. I mean, he he puts the work in, and that's the one thing I can say about Luke is when we got him three years ago, he was a scrawny little sixteen year old kid. You know, had to grow into his body a little bit, but he had really good hand eye coordination and bat to ball skills, and we we knew that when we signed him. And just to see the transformation, you know, he, he had a great career at Spotswood, but his work ethic is second to none. And I was so happy for him when you know. When it became evident, you know, we were going to win that game last night, and I started thinking, like, well, we got to pick an MVP. It was a no-brainer. No-brainer, um, yes. If you had pulled our guys, they would have said the same thing. He he carried us offensively in that series. Even the games we didn't win, um, he was always on base. He was driving guys in. Um, and he's not your prototypical three-hitter. You know, he's not a very big guy. Um, but he barrels baseballs up, and he knows how to hit, and he knows how to fight off, you know, you know these two-strike pitches, and he battles. Because he doesn't want to strike out. I think that's – Kind of his mentality to play is he doesn't want to strike out. He hates it. The few times that he did it this year, he was really mad at himself. Um, but to have a guy in the middle of our order there, especially if Bodie and Frankie or Bodie and Harrison, whoever were one two in the lineup, when they were getting on base, Luke was going to do something productive with his at bat. No question. Um, which is why his RBIs were so high in the, the last two rounds. But um, just to see the transformation of him the last three years to become one of the best players in this league, uh, to be an All RCBL selection this year, and then obviously. To, to do what he did in you know the last nine games, ten games that we played, yeah. I mean, it was it was phenomenal. He went on a tear and he carried us offensively. And without him, I mean, this, this, the complexity of this entire series looks so different without him. You know, doing what he did. Your two, three, and four, I thought were just huge this entire series. You, normally, it was Frankie, Luke, and then Pierce Booker, but last night Harrison stepped up, and, and even in game four, he stepped up in, in game two, and Frankie was gone or in, in, in the two hole. But that that part of the lineup was just so good, always getting on, even if you had two outs. You'd string something together, and that's something that was so impressive. I think over half your runs in the series were scored with two outs. Yeah, I mean, the guys have an approach. Um, they know they've got to put the ball in play, and the, those four that you talked about, Frankie and Harrison, whoever was in the two-hole, and then Luke and Pierce, I mean, they're prideful guys. They want to be productive at the plate, and they want to make stuff happen. Um, and maybe with their backs against the wall with two strikes, they, they perform better. Um, I can't really explain it, and I know in that Clover Hill series, you said one of the games. I think we scored eight runs, yeah. seven or two outs. Um, <laughs> it's just 
it's the mentality of these guys at the plate to do something productive and to put the ball in play and make things happen. And, you know, it worked in one of the games when Bridgewater made a couple errors, but, I mean, even last night, two-strike approach was great. Mm-hmm. Two-out approach was great. We were able to score a bunch of runs last night with two outs, it felt like. So, yeah. um, it's just them being patient at the plate and getting their pitch and fighting off some really good pitches that the pitchers would make and, you know, being able to do damage. All four runs in that four-run fifth inning came with two outs. Uh, it looked like it was going to be a pretty seamless inning for for Derek Shiflett, and then all of a sudden, you guys got hot. And and I, you can't say enough, I'm sure, about Connor Hauser as well. He didn't play. He was battling an injury. He came into game four and had a couple of hits against Shiflett then, and played in game five. Then he had three more hits against Derek last night, four RBI against Derek in the in the two games that he appeared. Um, that's just a guy being ready and, and, and wanting an opportunity, and, and he, he shined for you. Yeah, he had a good start to the season, and then he had a wrist that was bothering him. He was wearing a brace, and you could tell he wasn't getting his bat through the zone. He was having a hard time getting to inside pitches, and um, he shut himself down for two weeks. And, you know, we we thought we had lost him for the year. I think it was after game one against Clover Hill. He's like, I'm, you know, I got to rest this up. Like, it doesn't feel right. So he took, I don't know, six, seven games off, it felt like. And then I want to say it was game three. He's like, I'm ready to go. Like, if you need me to play, I'm here. And, man. We put him in there, and he just produced. Um, big left-handed stick. He doesn't strike out very often. and I mean, he came up huge the last two nights for us. Um, even in the game, he had a decent night against Huffman. Yeah, uh, put the ball in play. Despite how good Chris was, um, I mean, he had some huge hits for us last night. He just, you know, timely hitting and situational hitting. And, you know, Connor's a guy that we got last year, uh, midway through the year from Montezuma. And, I mean, he's been productive, you know, every day he's been in there. So I think maybe – having the self-awareness he wasn't performing as well for a little while because of the risk and, you know, being able to take that time off and being ready. I mean, he worked to, you know, to rehab it a little bit, and he's like, I'm ready to go if you need me. And sure enough, we needed him, and he, he produced a big one. He did. We're talking to Nolan Potts, the manager of the Shockers. They won the RCBL championship last night. Four games to two. They won game six and two last night. And did you have a pretty good idea? Again, you, you mentioned earlier that, you know, on paper coming in, you thought you had a pretty good team. Was there a point in the season – where you're just like, all right, this is kind of what I thought we'd be, and we're going to have a chance. Um, I mean, I'd be lying if I said I thought Luke was going to have the year he had. I mean, I knew <laughs> he was going to be good, but uh, the fact he almost hit 400 and then went on that playoff run, I uh, wasn't really expecting that. Frankie came out of the woodwork. We didn't think we'd have Frankie at all, and then he got the itch to play. And, you know, I, even if he only played, I don't know, maybe half the games, he was so productive in the games he was there. Um, you know, the outfield, we knew Bodie would play a good center field. We knew Harrison had a good year last year to play right field. Um, the catching was going to be an issue because Dawson, when he went to Shenandoah, wasn't catching. He moved first base. But I talked to him. I'm like, listen, you know, we got so many good bats in the lineup. we got to find you a place. And um, he caught I me. Mean, Dawson's a really good catcher. He really is. He does a great job back there. And he caught every single postseason game for us. And he, you know, I, I'm, I'm, he was tired yesterday. I can tell you that. He was sore heading into that game. But he, he wanted to do whatever he could to win. And I think Nick Arnold showing up on our doorstep, you know, two weeks before the season started with a huge boost for us. Um, didn't really have a third baseman going into the year. Was, you know, kind of going to go by committee there and find a guy who was hitting. But, man, he stepped in from day one, and he just was – he was great for us offensively and defensively. So, um, the pitching, you know, we knew Kirk and Matt were going to be workhorses, and they did it. And then it was going to be a bunch of young guys that had to step up throughout the year. And, you know, we found Cam Cummings right before the season started. We had Mason Lindstein being a young guy. Jaden Click. You know, pitched a little bit for us last year, but really stepped up in a huge way in the postseason for us. Uh, Spade, same thing. So, you know, you try to collect all this talent and then make it work, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But this year, you know, everything fell into place. Guys accepted roles, and they performed when their numbers were called, and that's really all you can ask for as coach. 
Is that kind of when you maybe knew that guys accepted their roles? Because that can be so hard sometimes in summer ball, no matter what, what summer league it is, whatever it is. I mean, guys want to play, but yeah. if they accept their role, then all of a sudden, okay, we got a chance to be a pretty good team if they can accept the role and do what I ask. Right, and, and it's not easy. You know, there's some difficult conversations that come up through come up throughout the summer, and it's like, listen, man, you gotta. This is what we. This is why I envision for you, and I know it's not what you envision for yourself, but it's for the good of the team. Um, and really, towards the end of the year, guys started putting the team before themselves. And in summer ball, you know, they don't necessarily have to do that. When you're in college, you're in high school, you know, you're you're preached that, you know, it's bigger than yourself, and just accept your role, and you know, you want to win games. And these guys put winning before anything else, so. Were there some difficult conversations to have with guys? Yeah. Were there some guys that weren't happy at certain points throughout the summer? Of course. But um, at the end of the day, they, they knew what we were playing for. And, you know, to be able to hold that trophy up last night. and The guys all get along. That was the other thing. Matt House kind of talked about it when he had his uh, when he did an interview with TV3. It's like, we come to the field and guys genuinely like being around each other. Mm-hmm. I think that really helps. Because even if you're not getting playing time as much as you would like, at least if you have good dudes in the dugout that you can hang out with and have conversations with, it makes it easier. So... Um, very unselfish group of guys, and um, I'm just so happy for them. To, you know, we ended the summer the way that we did. That's the one thing I noticed, just kind of being around your team quite a bit throughout the summer, especially the last month or so. Just, just kind of walking around, being by the the dugout. Always good conversation. Just some good guys having a good time, and it did seem like they enjoyed their each other's company. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, we have so many young high school guys: the yeah. Andrew O'Briens, the Porter Cravers, the Drew Hawkins. You know, all these young guys that we have that are, you know, getting this experience, hanging out with, you know, the Madhouses of the world and the Keisters and the Dawsons and the Pierce Bookers. And, you know, it, it, they, they're they just happy to be there. And I'm so happy, you know, there was a picture I saw online last night where it was the, the Spotswood boys. And, mm-hmm. it, you know, having those young guys around, their their youthful energy and, you know, they're not expecting to play. Like, they don't show up and they're not getting bitter when they don't see their name in a lineup. They're just happy to be around the guys and learn and have fun and, you know, going back to accepting roles. They did that. Um, and even some of the older guys, you know, maybe, again, didn't play as much as they wanted to. But at the end of the day, the whole goal heading into the season was to win a championship. And um, guys were willing to do whatever it took to do that. So, um, yeah, just a great group of guys to be around. And that's something I'm going to remember about this summer is just the, the group that we had, obviously very talented. But like you said, they just enjoyed being around each other. And it made it a joy. You know, there's some long days in the summer. You get midway through the regular right. season, it's like, oh, my gosh, we're playing again today. And, uh you know, just being around them, you know, made the summer fun for me personally. We're talking Nolan Potts, manager of the Shockers, for a few more minutes. Is and with you now, you're you're coaching high school ball. You're you're in class today. You're back at it. It, it can be a yeah. long summer, as you talked about. Is this something you want to continue to do? Um, I want to continue to do it. My <laughs> wife might have other ideas, but you know, it's it's funny. Me and Kirk both, you know, our wives talk, and it's a time commitment. It really is to get to the field early and get it ready. And there's some late nights and. Um, you know, I told the guys after the game, it's like, I'm not doing this for just for fun. You know, I'm trying to do this to win games and be around you guys and, you know, have success. And, um, you know, for as often, I mean, we started the season at the end of May. It's now the middle of August. We just got done. And, you know, to not, if we weren't winning, it'd be a lot harder to say, yeah, I want to come back and right. do this. But, you know, it's, with, with the group of guys we have, and hopefully the majority of them come back. I mean, I would, you know, love to come back and coach the same group, but obviously it's going to change a little bit. Guys are going to, move out of the area or decide they're done and, you know, we're going to have to retool a little bit. But um, I, I really love it. And, you know, being around the RCBL and just being in the league, there's really nothing like it. You can't replicate it anywhere else. Um, and it's just great, you know, great group of guys, great league. And um, I have so much fun every summer just, you know, 
being at the parks and being in the nostalgia of the Clover Hills and everything like that. So um, just love every second of it. I really do. Well, that's the one thing, too, that it, this matters even – not that it doesn't matter more to you than somebody else, but you've been in this league for a long time. You've played in this league for a long time. And so many of the guys that are around this league have been in it for a long time that that's why, it, that's why this league is special because it means so much to so many people. And that's why winning a championship, I'm sure, means so much to you because you've been in this league for so long, and it is important to everybody. Right. And I got I to gotta shout out Kirk for this because when we won the championship in 2021, Kirk just happened to be at the beach that week. And <laughs> we won in four games. So he goes, hey, if you wouldn't mind losing a game or two, I can make it back to game five. And then if we win, I can be there for the celebration. So we won at Stewart's draft two years ago and we had to FaceTime him in. So if you look at our team photo, wow, that's that, funny. you know, we got the trophy. Kirk's grinning ear to ear on a, on a you know, someone had FaceTimed him. So for him to be present last night, you know, he's in the league 20 years. He had never won a championship in person. Wow. So really, I think a lot of the guys knew that too. Um, Kirk kind of talked about it a little bit. Um, and been playing in the league; he's 37, and that's his first time in 20 years that he's been present for you know to get the trophy. <laughs> and with his son there, with Tucker being there, right. and, you know, he was all in the photos and he's holding the trophy up and being our bat boy all year. I mean, I'm, I'm really happy for him because I mean, this is my ninth or tenth year in the league. And Kirk's been there 20, so uh, it just. You know, we put a lot of work in, but for someone like Kirk who grew up in the area, you know, county league his whole life, to be able to be in that moment with him last night was just, it was awesome for me, CJ, and the rest of the guys. Just, um, and you, you play to win the game, to quote, to quote Herm Edwards. You know, you, you play to win the game. And that's why we show up to the park every night, and that's why the guys have the attitude that they do. And, you know, it's just, it's just an awesome feeling to be able to call yourselves champions after, you know, had a really competitive year this year. You know, it wasn't, no Bridgewater was the one seed for a reason. And, you know, for us to play as well as we did down the stretch to win the championship was just awesome. It was. It was fun to see you guys kind of come together and, and play such good baseball here down the stretch. But, Coach Potsman, I appreciate everything throughout this entire summer. You've been great with me and, and, and your time. Um, you got you put a hell of a team together, and, and congratulations on winning this championship. But thank you for everything all summer long, and we'll catch up again soon. Absolutely, Dave. Appreciate the coverage. I know the guys love talking to you, Kirk and Luke, and the guys you've had on the show. And um, looking forward to doing it again next summer. All right. Thank you, Nolan. I appreciate it. Thanks, Dave.